everyone and welcome to episode 35 of the Therapeutic Rainbow. And I'm very happy to welcome Anita today and she is a children's author and positive body image advocate. So welcome to the podcast today and thank you very much for joining me. Hi Tasha, yeah it's great to be here. So like you say, I'm doing lots of work around making sure that the young have a great body image and as part of that mission, my first sort of step into that was writing a children's book called Sparrow Legs. So it's a book for under sevens all about a little sparrow who loves learns to love the feathers that she's in. Oh, it's amazing. Me and the girls have read it many times and it is just that, it's that positive image. So what got you into the work? Yeah, so it's a bit of a whirlwind story, really. So I, my background is a primary teacher. So I was a primary school teacher for 17 years. I'm now a former primary school teacher because I've decided not to go uh, back to that, only because I really want to follow this route that I'm really passionate about. So I started talking about my own body image journey on Instagram and very quickly as I was looking around the space, I realized all the negative things that were out there that my daughter, who's now 12, would be seeing. And so very quickly, my mind sort of turned to, right, I need to make a change. I need to be the person that advocates for change in this area and make sure that children grow up knowing that they are beautiful just the way they are. Yeah, absolutely. So have you found that social media can be quite negative with the I mean I know as a parent myself and as a person who's struggled with body image that you do you see all this stuff so is it a big yeah, thing out there yeah it's huge you know it's everywhere and it, it's not it like we you know often we sort of say that social media is awful and it's not it has its place and obviously we're on social media and we're advocating for things and it that that's a positive thing but and there are lots of people working towards people having a great body image and showing themselves as they truly are and you know coming as their real selves to show that there's more than just this Um, body ideal that we see all over social media but the issue for me is that the young can't um, you know see the difference between what is real and what is fake and what are filters and what are not and so it's for us to sort of support our children and it's not a situation where we say don't go on social media or never have an account or never watch anything it's about us teaching them media literacy and how to manage that so you know to question what they see and not just see it as Um, you know believing what they see straight away but actually questioning it you know what is this showing me is it real Um, you know why is why is this being shown to me what is the purpose of this content yeah absolutely I mean there's the dove adverts isn't there I know when I was doing lots of work with parents it's something that I show because as you say you see what you think is real life on the telly on social media in a magazine and it isn't until you really delve back and you see actually what is real and it's a really scary as a mum of two girls I can already see that they're worried about what they look like they kind of care about the way clothes look at them and you think you're five yeah what can we do as parents really to change that yeah I think it it happens earlier and earlier like the quote on the back of my book um, is from a PhD student at Bristol University that um, they do lots of work um, you know researching appearance and it says that children as young as four are already judging themselves and others based on their appearance Um, so as parents you know that's the thing I think you know, the work that I want to do, it's all really simple things, but it's things that maybe as parents we don't think about. And I guess that's because we have so many balls that we're juggling that we sometimes forget 
the things that we really have to focus on so that those issues don't arise. So for me, I would say one of the biggest things that I always talk about is language. Language around the way that we look, language around the way that our children look, language around food. Um, you know, in terms of obviously when we talk about ourselves negatively, children will pick up on that. When we say, and, and you know, we should, it's not to say that we have to um, accept ourselves 100% as we are. It's to say, don't let our children hear that, you know, let them hear that we're talking about our bodies in a positive way. Because let's remember what our bodies are here for, you know, they're not here to look at, you know, as much as we want to appear, you know, appear um, you know present ourselves nicely and it's fine to do that as well I think it's just got it's thinking about what the motivation is behind it but yeah language as well I talk about food quite often because we've grown up in a society where we talk about food as bad and as good and actually we're putting a moral value on that food and instead we should be teaching our children what food is there for you know and which food is nutritious and that it's okay to eat food that we enjoy. We just eat it in moderation. That's not the food that we eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We eat that yeah. food occasionally. And we don't even call it a treat. So there's lots of work that I do that, you know, it it, it, it takes a while to learn all yeah, this. To actually have it naturally come into your life. Because naturally, even, even I, before I was doing this work, would say, oh yeah, we don't have treats until Friday or we don't have treats until the weekend. And it's taken me a while to unpick that and realize that actually, what message are we sending to the children then that, you know, if we're good, we get to eat this food that we enjoy, you know, but actually it food is food. All food is there to yeah. enjoy and we should be able to enjoy the nutritious and the food that we eat in moderation equally. So the first thing for me would definitely be language and the way that we talk, even the way we talk about other people, because we've grown up in a society where we judge people based on the way that we look. So we have to look at our own biases. You know, do we say, oh, you know, oh, or Auntie Susan's put on a bit of weight or, oh, you know, uh, uncle so-and-so he's lost a lot of weight and he's really skinny now isn't he do we talk about other people and their appearance in front of our children and if we do then we have to manage that before we you know are able to support the young yeah I mean it's, it's really true and it's something I'm still battling with now with my own kind of issues with how I've looked and how I feel in clothes and I went on so pre-covid I went on this like weekend with all my like mum friends and we had this like hashtag of all bodies allowed because actually it doesn't matter what we all look like we've all bred or given birth to many children either at the yeah. same time or separately but before that time I wasn't getting changed in front of the girls I wasn't doing all this because I was worried about what they might say and ever since I've been like no they can see me getting changed in the morning actually they can go oh mummy what's your tummy doing and actually yeah talking about it and actually trying not to have that and it's not because my mum didn't do that with me it was just that mindset I've got myself into of I don't like the way I look and even today I've got the girls up at school and this time last year on their first day I would have made myself presentable so to speak yeah to take the school school. Yeah. yeah whereas today I've gone in my activewear leggings and my rainbow jumper and I think but that's the mum I am to them yeah That's who I want the parents to see my girl to see yeah it doesn't matter what other people think I can yeah. but it's changed a real shift of 
loving myself and my mindset changing. Yeah, and I think it's important, isn't it, for us to work on ourselves and unpick our own, you know, past and our own body image issues before we then can support the young. But absolutely, we should show our children that our bodies change and why they change and talk about things positively. We have, you know, I'm tiny. That's where my... Um, you know work came from the fact that I was always called skinny and people would say oh I bet you don't eat anything and you know you're so tiny why are you still so tiny and it was always based around my appearance instead of who I was and you know it was just as damaging being tiny as it was maybe being a larger body but um, you know in terms of my you know middle I have the same because I've given birth to two children so why not why should we see that as a negative thing? You know, why should we see it? Society has taught us to see stretch marks, to see acne, to see saggy skin as disgusting and ugly things. But it's only because they've been labeled as that, that we believe that. Whereas if we'd have talked about them as, you know, like like people do, as their tiger stripes, or, you know, if we'd have given them a positive name, if we'd have talked about them in a positive way, then that's the way we would feel about ourselves that, wow, you know, this this was the pouch where I held my children. And what an amazing miracle it is that we can carry our children. But instead, we're left with this awful feeling after we have children. And I don't want the next generations to struggle the way we have, because many of us, when I talk to you, when I talk to lots of women my age, or even not my age, you know, when I talk to men, we all have struggled at the hands of having throwaway comments made to us, or society's expectations. Yeah, and it's just like, actually, as you say, we should love every part of who you are. Like, I know, and actually, I'm not even saying it in a bad way, like my figure, just the bum comes out larger than other people's. And actually, I've learned to work with that and just think, actually, but also as a parent of twin girls and to see how differently they are built and already thinking about, well, what are people going to say? And we were talking before we started recording about those words. Mm. and actually how that's going to be going forward and as you say it's about flipping that mindset flipping that language yeah and it's you know and it's funny you should say about your bottom but it's like well I'd give anything to have that nice bigger bottom so or we instead of wanting what everybody else has got we need to think about what we've got and like you say that language and how your children might be described or you know how people might comment it on it that's another thing that I talked about you know it's our responsibility as parents to um make sure that one in our own home and outside our home we need to encourage others as well that we concentrate more on their attributes and the things that they do than we concentrate on the way that we look, look the way that they look so we're very careful about the words that we choose and it's okay to say that our children are beautiful and handsome and we love their hair and because of course they need that boost for their self-esteem as long as it's balanced with the amount that we talk about, you know, their hobbies and the things that they're interested in and the effort that they make, it may not be what they're great at, but, you know, praise them for all of those things. And that's great anyway for our mental health and well-being, never mind our body image. But it is, it's about actually just that being a natural thing to say and why, as you say, are we focusing on the way they look rather than how amazing they are at Hula hooping or things like that and actually it doesn't matter what you look like it's whether you can try your best at it and exactly and I think it's I think it's more common you know when we sort of bump into a friend with a child or something it's quite common that 
our first reaction will be something about their appearance. Oh, aren't you tall? Or, oh, I like the way your mum's done your hair. Or, you know, it will always be something more than likely to do with their appearance rather than, you know, oh, how's school going? Or, you know, your mum told me you were interested in this. How's that, you know? And so I think it is just about rewiring our brains to speak and, you know, be a different way and helping our children to be a different way and supporting them to grow up in a peer group where they don't judge each other on the based on the way that they look and to teach our children that, you know, it's not okay to comment on somebody's appearance. And there is a fine line, you know, if you're best friends and you you have a great relationship, like like the same with adults, you know, if you've got a great relationship with your best friend or your mum or whoever it is, or your partner, and it's okay to talk about your appearance in both a positive and negative way, then that's okay. But generally, we wouldn't comment on somebody else's appearance, you know, especially not in a negative way. But it is that, as you said, like, I'm just thinking that today, like, I put up the back to school photos and the comments you get are, don't they look smart? Aren't they looking grown up? But actually, that's not them, because they want to be their hair. And we made this joke this morning about how they couldn't scooter to school because they'd have their helmets on and they'd mess up their first day yeah. for the photo. But actually just thinking about it, neither of my children are neat and tidy because that's yeah. just, they like to get messy. They like to be free. So yeah. actually I'd have been better off just like I went in my active wear leggings to have yeah. the hair all over the place. And yeah, because that's, that's the impression I want their teacher to see and actually yeah. prim and proper and, neat and tidy and that's that's okay that's okay that's that's day one day two they'll be bedraggled so it'll be (laughs) but you know I just yeah I think it's about turning up as we are and accepting that our children can turn up as they are and that other people won't judge them based on them also receiving those messages online and through the things that we're maybe looking at online and the TV that we're watching and just everything that we hear around us and I know we were talking about you know, I mentioned that the government recently have said, because there's so, there's so much, by the way, that I could, t- I mean, I could talk to you for hours. This podcast isn't going to be long enough for me to talk about everything. But there is, um, you know, currently the government are talking about how after lockdown that children are struggling with obesity and they want to weigh children in school. But for me, it's just uh, growing up in an extremely underweight body. And that's how I that's how I've been described, you know, um, based on the BMI charts from ages, you know, from when I was tiny, that's what I was, extremely underweight. But has, you know, has it affected my health? No, it hasn't, because that's that my natural build. And most yeah. people have a natural build where they fall and where their body comfortably lives, which is why I also talk about the diet culture and how if we're really struggling to maintain a certain weight, that's not the way our body naturally needs to be because if we're doing everything that we can and our body is still not changing it's a message to say that's how our body is so yeah we're saying about the weighing of children in school but my issue with that is if children are getting that message and that labeling so early on they will carry that with them as we have through the rest of their lives because sometimes for some of us it's a throwaway comment I mean the reason my book and my page is called Sparrow Legs is because my PE teacher gave me the nickname Sparrow Legs. But I don't feel negatively about it because we did have a really good relationship. But what it did do is 
it really secured the fact in my mind that I was different and I had legs. And so I carried that with me for the rest of my life, you know, until I got to my late thirties and now in my early forties. And it's only now that I've realized how many things that affected. Yeah. And actually, as you say, it's about those words. And I was saying before, according to my BMI, I'm clinically obese, but I know I can run a marathon and I held two children and I yeah, can do so much with my body that actually, but it's taking a long time. Like I'm 36 and I can honestly say I'm not truly happy in the way I look. It's better than it was. Yeah. And it's about actually what can we do as society, as parents to just think about that differently. And I think yeah. the words we use, as I said, the programs we watch, we were talking about the programs that are out there. And I've said, I am a lover of trashy telly but it is about actually what I'm watching when the girls are nearby and yeah. what they might think about that and the yeah. diet culture I've done many things but as you say you can't keep it forever I'm not naturally going to be a size six to eight I don't want to really be no and I think feel right. that's the message that I want to send from really young is it's about accepting our bodies for what they are and thinking about what our bodies really are for you know they're for us to be able to hug and kiss and eat and play and you know our bodies are amazing and if we're only concentrating on the outside we're missing out on so much because actually we're stopping the development of ourselves quite often for a number of years because we're concentrating on the outside and thinking that that's what people will be interested in when actually if we spent that same development on our outside as we did on our insides we would be so much better for it um, so for me, yeah, it definitely starts really young and it is really difficult because we have our own issues and we've grown up with our own issues and you will get there. But the biggest influence, we are the biggest influence on our children. And that's a scary thought sometimes, you know, but we have to be we, we have to be the best role models we can be. Yeah. And it's about actually for me, having the girls has allowed me to flip my own mindset and actually think positively about myself because I know yeah. the role model I'm playing for them I'm the first person they see in the morning I'm the person they see make breakfast and actually if I'm making breakfast every day and for some people it works I'm not saying it doesn't it's to have a shake for breakfast and lunch then actually what am I promoting for them yeah because I can't then say to them well you can't have that yeah well mummy is so and just that treat it's not as you say why can't mummy have the chocolate cake if she wants it or yeah and I think you know I mean this is a whole different topic but I have talked a lot about the diet culture because through the work that I'm doing I've just learned so much and absorbed so much and actually you know us denying ourselves of these what we've called treats for so long it actually makes us crave for it more and then when we do eat it we want loads of it rather than just little bits of it and what I've learned a lot about is intuitive eating and it's not for everybody and it's not about labeling it or putting it in a box either because what I'm very aware of is you know it's not that I want to be a promoter of intuitive eating I just like the message that it gives which is eating when we're hungry stopping when we're full eating everything we want to but just things that you know aren't maybe as nutritional nutritious a bit more moderate moderately and being aware of our body's signals because actually 
if I eat food that is, you know, a bit more saturated fat or has lots of sugar in it, I know myself that my body feels sluggish. It doesn't feel as great. And my body will give me signals that I want to eat some healthy food. And so how clever are our bodies? You know, they tell us when we've had too much or too little of the wrong or right thing, which is why we have cravings during pregnancy and we have cravings generally. So I think we have to put a bit more trust into our bodies and it is really hard because I come from that side where I'm underweight and so I've not experienced being in a larger body um, but I'm hoping to also help adults as well as the young you know because like you say until we have our children we don't necessarily have to be conscious because we're only looking after ourselves we don't have to be a model yeah. for anybody else but what message is that sending when we're having a shake for breakfast and a shake for lunch and is that actually the healthiest way for our bodies anyway whereas if we allowed ourselves a little bit of food freedom I think that we'd find our bodies would find their balance you know yeah. and we're still moving our bodies as well yeah and I was speaking to a friend only the other day who just said but I wasn't happy when I was skinny test I'm happier Mm. now and yeah. I can do more now and that and, wasn't me yeah exactly and, and the thing is it's crazy anyway because you know I'm underweight I'm not an ideal body size and shape either people would probably look at my legs and go oh they're a bit skinny and they've questioned whether I've got an eating disorder and things like that you know so actually I'm not in this ideal body shape either but how crazy it is is it that we there's this ideal you know standard set by society that only probably five percent of the world can fit into and it depends on your culture and it depends on all sorts of different things and why can't we be beautiful at whatever size we are and shape we are because we all look different we've all got different skin color eye color hair color we've all got different personalities and yet we're all supposed to be this same size and shape it just is bizarre and we're never going to fit that um you know that image and if you think about it we only really fit that ideal standard probably from i don't know maybe and when we've completely finished maturing so you know late teens early 20s until we have our children so we've got a a gap of maybe about 10 years when we're supposedly perfect and the rest of it we've just got a rubbish body i mean it can't be true can it no exactly but even as you say the words you say when someone has a baby Oh, isn't she beautiful? Hasn't she got yeah. good art? And actually, that isn't what we should be looking at. And yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, just thinking about the fact that we've had a healthy child is just amazing. You know, we don't need to be thinking about what they look like or judging them from birth over what they look like. So, yeah, there's lots of work to be done, but I'm in this, um, you know, arena now because I want to basically spread the message that our bodies are amazing, that we're all beautiful just as we are, um, you know, and that we should be able to look at the positives of ourselves and develop ourselves for who we are, not what we look like. And is that all going to be done through the world of social media or how are you hoping to spread your messages? Oh, such an interesting question, Tasha, because obviously I know exactly what I'm doing now. Um, I have obviously written that first book. My In an ideal world, what I'm aiming to do is have a set of books. So don't let anyone know, but I have actually written my second story. Um, and in this story, it features... So the first story is about a sparrow who obviously learns to love herself, realises how amazing she is. 
Um, and in the second story, she Sparrow meets Wren, who only has one wing. And so it's more about visible differences. So I'm hoping to have a set of books that can go out into schools or go out into homes to teach very young children about, you know, body image and how to be positive and thinking about how amazing our bodies are. And I'm in the process of putting together some parent care and teacher workshops and courses that I'm hoping to run soon. Amazing. I mean, I know I've spread the message of the book and kind of got it in and it's part of my therapy toolkit now because it is just that actually that therapeutic message of all bodies are beautiful whatever they look like and oh I we love write, yeah we write therapy therapeutic stories individually for children but actually we have a kind of collection that do spread certain messages so we're going to get your book out there in the play therapy world because it is just that it's that spreading those messages there isn't much out there about body positivity about body image and yeah I think yeah I think it's a field that could definitely do with more work it's one of those things I was saying to you that just generationally gets passed down and we don't question it enough and I think it's time to question you know should we be um you know promoting this one ideal body standard or are we actually you know are we going to fight it and I think we want to fight it because we want to feel good in ourselves and we don't want our children you know when you talk about your own body image and when other adults talk about their body image it makes me sad sometimes to think that we've spent so much time worrying and feeling anxious about just the shell that we're in essentially and I want children not to worry so much about that shell yeah well it's amazing and it's been when I kind of I feel that people connect for a reason and when I found your page I was like there's a reason we need to speak there's a reason (laughs) I need to change my mindset even with all the work I do I know there's still a lot of work left so people can find you via Instagram is that right? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram as Miss Sparrow Legs, and I've got a Facebook group called Sparrow Legs, um, empowering the young to love the skin they're in. So people are welcome to come and join my Facebook group, which is where I'm hoping to build um, most of my community. And then my book is available on Amazon. So it's Sparrow Legs, um, and it's available on Amazon. Yeah. Brilliant. And do you know that you've listened before that I end each podcast with asking people if they had a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, what would it be filled with? So what would be in your pot? Yeah, so I was going to say self-love, but when I was thinking about it earlier, I realised that it's not self-love, it's self-acceptance, because we aren't always going to love every part of ourselves, and that's okay, but what we do want to do is accept ourselves, you know, that we are all different, we are all unique, you are you, I am me, and that's okay, so let's have a pot full of self-acceptance. I love that, well thank you so much for coming on, and let's spread this message together. So thank you everyone for listening and I will speak to you soon. Bye-bye for now.